In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At first glance, this parable is not what we typically expect Jesus to say. The turn near the end of the story doesn't line up with many of the stories we remember Jesus telling us through the rest of the Gospels. And it certainly doesn't fall into the pattern of someone who has things to share doing that very thing, sharing with others. But yet, there is a message from this parable told in its first century context for us living now in the 21st century that we can't ignore. And it is this, be wise in all things and not foolish. But before we get to that point, I want you to think with me for a minute about someone you know, someone specific. This person is never prepared for anything that they say they will do or follow through on the commitments that they have made. I think we all know somebody like this. There's an agreement to meet for lunch at half past 11 to beat the crowds and 11.30, 11.45, noon, half past noon come, and they still aren't there. Or they promise and swear they will have something critical to you by this date, and the deadline passes, and it seems that they haven't done one thing yet, not any of the work, filled out none of the forms, whatever it is. And usually it's a combination of several things, distractions, procrastinations, the inability to watch the time and plan ahead, the lack of sincere urgency that is shared by everyone else. We all know people like this, and sometimes we find ourselves being that person too when it comes to filling out long-form documents, you know, those tedious, complex forms I'm generally the one that looks at them and says, oh, no, 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 not today before I go and and do something more enjoyable. Well, this parable found in the 25th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew comes right on the heels of chapters 23 and 24, where Jesus not only pronounces judgment on the scribes, the Pharisees, the temple cults, but also foretells the fall of Jerusalem, which would come a generation later at the hands of the Roman army with the destruction of the temple, the rise of false messiahs, tribulations, rumors of war, all the things that make us uneasy. At the end of all that exposition, we come to this parable about bridesmaids and oil lamps And Jesus tells us that the kingdom of heaven will be like this, both a word of hope and a word of warning to all of us. This is a parable about being prepared spiritually for everything, for anything. Just a few sentences before this parable is recorded, Jesus tells his followers, you must be ready For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This parable urges us to be ready spiritually for the coming of that great and terrible day. 
either the second coming of Jesus himself in glory or the day of our own deaths. For we know not when that will be. It is interesting that Jesus chooses to use the image of bridesmaids to depict the ready over and against the unprepared. The image of a wedding banquet with Christ as the bridegroom and the church as a bride prepared and adorned for her husband is one that is found throughout the New Testament, especially in the revelation to St. John. Here, rather, we have some of the attendants, bridesmaids, who are invited to not only celebrate the wedding, but to give assistance as needed to the bride, the church. And they're seen as two groups, the wise and the foolish. Why? Well, traditionally, since the ancient days of the church, this parable has been interpreted as a call to being spiritually prepared for whatever situations await us. Furthermore, the oil that the five wise bridesmaids have in abundance and the five foolish ones do not have is a symbol of charity and almsgiving. The words oil and mercy each have the same root word in Greek. What we are to understand from this parable is this. The bridegroom is coming. Be ready. Always be prepared, ready to greet him. Keep the lamps trimmed and burning. Have oil at the ready, because if the bridegroom is delayed, we must still keep the lamps lit, even if we take some rest, even if we sleep in peace. The wise bridesmaids are those who are constantly ready, prepared to not only greet the bridegroom, to welcome Christ into this world, but are also faithful attendants to the bride, to the church. They have oil. They are ready to meet whatever needs arise. When the church, uh, excuse me, when it comes time for the church to do her work, to give alms out to those in need, to help the downtrodden, to move into worn-torn areas, to open the door to people unwelcomed by anybody else. These are the servants who are always ready. They have prepared and they are prepared. They have taken the time and the care to be ready. They have practiced charity, mercy, love, kindness in this life. And when the midnight cry is heard, the second coming, let the hearer understand. When that cry is heard, the bridegroom is here. They are invited into the party, welcomed as honored guests, and celebrate the union of a man and his wife the mystical marriage of our Lord Jesus Christ to the church. But the foolish ones are the opposite. The foolish ones are unprepared. They have been invited to the party. They have been invited as honored guests, but yet have delayed. 
and procrastinated in all the things they should have done. The oil for their lamps, the work of mercy, the giving of alms, the actions of love and charity, all of that has run dry, not because they have shared it with those in need, but because they have squandered it on themselves. They have received a gift from God, and yet they demand that others give them more oil. They decide, after the cry has been heard, to only now get ready for the groom. It's like preparing to have people over to your house for dinner, and once they arrive, to start vacuuming and setting the table and all the things that should have been done before they arrived. One of the troubling moments in this parable comes when the foolish bridesmaids are told by the wise that they cannot share their oil, as then there would not be enough for both of them. Simply put, this is Jesus reminding us that the merits of others count for very little in our own faith and virtue. One cannot enter into eternal life simply on the goodwill of those around you. Each of us must work out our own salvation, our own faith, our own virtue and charity, yes, in concert with others and in union with the church, but also as individuals, preparing ourselves for the wedding feast. It isn't that the five wise bridesmaids are stingy, but rather that it is impossible for them to pass their own acts of charity and mercy on to the foolish bridesmaids. So now, I have a question that I must ask. Which of the bridesmaids are you? Are you one of the wise bridesmaids who strive every day to be faithful and prepared for the coming bridegroom, for our King, for the Messiah? Are you doing those things each and every day that show you are part of the honored guests Invited to the wedding banquet? Do you find yourself eager to show mercy to others? Is your lamp full? Are you always ready to be charitable to those who are lacking in this life? Do you have your flask of oil full to the brim, ready so you can be generous when called upon? Are you ready for that wonderful, yet also terrible cry? Sleepers, wake! The bridegroom is come. Or do you find yourself, after careful examination, as one of the foolish bridesmaids? Are you constantly unready? Is your spiritual life in tatters? Do you put off those things that are calling out to be done today and say that it can wait for tomorrow because, well, you're just too busy 
with the allures of the world that do nothing more than distract us from our true calling as Christians? Is your fist so tightly grasped around your purse or your wallet that to give a penny or a dollar pains your heart? Do you show mercy to those who truly need it? Or do you accumulate more and more stuff for yourself and say, to hell with everyone else? Do you have the audacity, like the foolish bridesmaids, to see a problem presented before your very eyes and say, well, that's not my problem. I don't know them. Let someone else deal with that because I can't possibly be bothered by someone so insignificant. You deal with it. Who are you? I can't answer that for you. Only you can. If you're honest, if you're truthful with yourself. But you have to dare yourself to be honest and truthful. And while the foolish went to buy oil, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready, the wise, went with him into the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Afterwards, the foolish bridesmaids came, calling out and saying, Lord, Lord, open the door for us too. But the groom replied, I will have nothing to do with you. Keep awake. Watch. Be ready, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming.